Welcome back to Conti Forum in Chestnut Hill, Massachusetts, on the campus of Boston College. The score at the end of the first period, fourth-ranked Boston College 2 and Merrimack nothing. I'm Mike Macknick alongside John Leahy. Tonight's first intermission, as always, is brought to you by Fuddruckers, an official partner of Merrimack Athletics. Make sure you stop in at Fuddruckers for a delicious burger or salad before or after the next Warrior game. Located just down the street from Merrimack at 550 Turnpike Street. They also have locations in Reading and in Salem, New Hampshire. Joining us here in this first intermission, Will LeBlanc. He is the assistant director for athletic communications at Merrimack. And, Will, that first period, I mean, we saw what happened the last time these teams played here, especially that all-freshman line for Boston College. They were very, very good in that game. They were good in this first period again here, scored the first goal to get BC on the board one to nothing. Well, so impressive. You look at uh, Alex Newhook as well. Um, I think he came with an eight-game point streak, 17 points during that streak. Um, you know, BC, you know, they get a lot of these guys, you know, you talk about national development team guys, you know, guys that are high draft picks, and they come in and do things like this. But uh, what's impressed with BC, you see all the seniors in their lineup as well, and I think that can be rare with a team like this where they have so many uh, high, you know, high draft picks. So this is a team that, you know, could be built for the long term, but then you switch to Merrimack. A lot of freshmen on this team, uh, a potential couple draft picks coming up this summer. So they're, they're trying to build towards what BC has right now. So it's, it's promising, but just going through the Goran pains right now. Yeah, the season goes by so fast, doesn't it? I mean, you think back to the, the beginning of the season and to now, and, uh, you know, uh, I suppose folks are, are likely to look at the season as a whole, you know, they're going to look at the record, whether it's, you know, 9-21-3 or 10, whatever it is, you know, at the end of this game, uh, you know, and they'll look at that. But I think that the progression from the beginning of the season to now, I think the team's playing their best hockey over the last few weeks, and they've been playing well. I mean, this is the best team in the league they're facing, no question about that. But you look at the last weekend's games against Providence, for example, and the way they played in those two games, and the way they got strong goaltending from Troy Coburn, who was the Hockey's Defensive Player of the Week. Like I said, overall, it seems, especially with the youth on this team, that uh, they've been getting better and better throughout the season and playing their best hockey now. Yeah, what was interesting about the Providence series, just being there you know, Thursday night and Friday morning, the, the vibe was pretty relaxed. It was probably the more more relaxed vibe you've seen all year, one of the most relaxed vibes, and you know they, they were able to kind of play a good game after that. They played a pretty simple hockey on Friday, and then were able to come back a couple times on Saturday. So, you know, when you talk to Scott, I'm sure you talked to Scott about this, you know, really they're trying to build for next year right now, and his big message going to the Providence Series, and you know, he included the seniors on this, was that this is two weekends, that's going to last a while. You know, even though they're not in playoff contention, they got that swoop over Providence, that, you know, that's going to mean something in the summer when guys are looking towards, you know, next season trying to build up momentum that helps with that you get young guys winning big games and you know it's the first time they've beaten a ranked opponent in you know a little while now and they got it back to back so that's big confidence and you know with hockey East, you have so many good teams and it's huge to you know help with that with these young guys and you had in the win over bu just a couple weeks before that it was you know so another uh, hockey east rink opposing rink that can be tough to play in and for a young team to get a win in that rink certainly helps but uh you know yeah i mean you can certainly look at all these things i think yeah, I just look at the fact that uh, throughout the, the, the season, I mean, I don't know who puts out these numbers, whether it's College Hockey Inc. or somebody else, the freshman scoring in the country, right? The, the schools with the most points from freshmen. And Merrimack's been right at the top of that list, whether it's them or BU. I think Lowell 
goal is up there as well. But, I mean, it shows you the fact that it's not just the fact that they've got uh, a large number of freshmen, but you need guys to produce as well. And, and, and I think when you combine that with the fact that Mike McMahon might have been the one who pointed out, I think in, in Hockey East play there's something like a 9 or 10 goal differential between goals for, goals against. I mean, I feel like they played their best hockey of the year in the league, maybe as opposed to outside the league, but, but that kind of shows it as well. Well, the, the Wisconsin and Penn State games kind of throw everything off when it comes to stats. but yeah, Minnesota Duluth, too, to a certain extent. Yeah. As well, for sure. But, you know, you look at the, these freshmen and you see them interact and they don't really act like freshmen. You know, granted, a lot of them are 20-year-old freshmen coming in, but what I like about this team is that, you know, each guy's treated the same way. So they're trying to, you know, foster that sort of camaraderie with the young guys, and I think it's been working, and you've seen the success on the ice already, as you mentioned. Um, for a while, it was about 45-50% of the team scoring was from that freshman class, so I think it's really encouraging to see that, and then you have some good guys coming in over the next couple of years, so you know, I think sky's the limit, and you know, they're not talking about just making the playoffs in you know, the next couple of years. They're thinking big. They're thinking NCAA tournament and onward. Will, what do you think the goaltending is going to be like next year? You have another goaltender coming in, so, you know, four goaltenders. How do you think it'll play out? You know, I... I think there's going to be some decisions to be made. You know, we'll see, you know, if all three come back. Um, you know, really there's the discussion of, you know, scholarship money, things of that nature. So, um, you know, I think, you know, the guy, I don't know. You know, it's really a tough, you know, question to answer right now. You have one coming in, as you mentioned. So, you know, typically you don't have four netminders. Um, I'm not really sure, you know, what they do. Because you look at Corcoran, he's a guy that probably, you know, won't play. So you might keep him there in that three slot because he's pretty solidly in that role. And then with Coburn and Hudema, it's I'm not sure. You know, we'll see what happens. It's interesting to see, you know, how that's going to play out coming up this summer. Well, well, for the folks who are listening, might not know you're in your first year here now, working with the program, the men's hockey program here, and really done a, a terrific job all year. John and I, one of the reasons we wanted to bring you on here, besides talking to hockey, is just to thank you so much for everything that you've done for us. To, uh, you know, whether it's keeping us informed, game notes, and you know, lines and things like that, or you know, helping us with uh, situations on the road, parking, and you know, media credentials and so on and the like. But, uh, I mean, it's really been, you know, like I said, you've done a terrific job this year, and we, we certainly can, couldn't do what we do without you. So we thank you very much for that. I wanted to get from your perspective what's this year been like. Well, I appreciate that first and foremost, really do. Um, you know, I think with this year, you can tell it's a team that's building. And, you know, I was talking with John about this back in Hartford when we played UConn uh, about a month ago. I think it was a Tuesday game. And, you know, you want to get in at the beginning. You know, you look at the coaching staff, Scott's in the second year, Josh second year, Dan Jules in his first year, and you know, I think they feel like they can have a winner here, and you want to get in here early. I know you guys have been around for a while, and that 2011 team was special for Merrimack, and you know, you were there to see it develop and see it build, and I think that's what we want to do again. We want to be there at the ground floor and really start to build a winner here that's going to be consistently strong. Yeah, if you get back, go back to that time, I mean, uh, we can remember, it was pretty crazy, pretty busy, so be ready for that. If it gets back like that again, that's, uh, you're going to have a pretty busy uh, pretty busy work day, no question about it. But one that you'll enjoy, I'm sure. Yeah, we're hoping so. We're hoping we can get there, and that would be, uh, you know, that would be the best. Tell us about what else is going on before we let you go. It's a big night, also on the basketball side of things. Men's basketball, I know, is playing tonight with a chance to uh, to wrap up first place in the Northeast Conference, which would be just amazing. Where were they picked again before the season? I know they weren't picked very high. Was it last or, or around there? Well, I mean, it seems like every single team is being picked last in the <laughs> NEC. I'm not sure exactly where they were, but I know the men's lacrosse team, another team I cover, they were picked essentially dead last in the conference. They just beat a Big Ten team the yep. other day, and you know, I, I think people are starting to believe more in Merrimack, and especially in the NEC, when you look at the first year in Division One, men's basketball to win tonight, wins the conference. Granted, they can't have 
um, NCAA, I guess you could say, regulated postseason play. So no NCAA tournament, no NIT. but No conference postseason tournament either because of the fact that if they were to win the tournament, they wouldn't be allowed into the NCAA tournament yet. As well, which is, you know, it's unfortunate. And I think it's sometimes, you know, tough with that four-year grace period to get, you know, kids in because they don't postseason. But you can already tell that they're recruiting great players already. And, you know, I think this is, um, you know, a program and a department that's built to do well for a while, especially in the NEC. Women's basketball also, you know, I don't want to let uh, let us go without uh, without talking about them. They've had another terrific season. I know that last I saw they were second or third in the league. Uh, where are they going to end up? You know, we'll see. I mean, and Dania Davis-Stewart-Sticks is obviously the one everyone loves talking about. So incredible how good she is. Um, are they going to have the player of the year on both the men's and the women's side in the in the Northeast Conference? I mean, we'll see. I think Javaris Hayes just set the uh, all-time, I believe it was a steal record yeah. um, the, the, the other night. So, you know, you can tell the talent they have. Um, exciting times in Merrimack, Mike. You know, I'm looking forward to being around. Well, thanks so much. We certainly appreciate your time. Uh, again, thank you so much for everything that you do and everything you help us with. Uh, I know the, the folks out there, any of the information that you hear coming out of Merrimack, uh, you know, emails you get, things like that, it all comes through Will. So, uh, you know, thank you very much, Will, again. And uh, we'll be in touch with you soon, no question about it. We'll talk to you again soon. All right, I appreciate it, Mike. Thanks so much. Will LeBlanc, our guest here in the first intermission with the score, Boston College leading Merrimack 2 to nothing. John and I will be back with more right after this. This is Warrior Hockey.